to the benzo rehab dungeon episode 64 it is the 29th of spooky tober 2021 i'm your host michael ghoulish deebs i don't know I didn't, we, we we didn't plan anything uh halloween oriented here um as always joining me is uh denko suvin from the instagram handle at dank also joining me, John, the producer from the Instagram handle at Discopathic. Gentlemen, how are we uh, doing today? Starting with uh, John, I guess. Who, who wow. I would like to point out is getting more heavenly with each recording as he's gone from some kind of twilight to now we are we are in the setting sun realm of uh, laying together on the beach or something. Is is the lighting that I see over there? can feel the uh, yeah. sand in my crack yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> why 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 i look uh more and more heavenly is because every day is a as a i'm i feel myself dying uh more and more uh, <laughs> oh, every day that's how yeah. old are you yeah can i yeah. ask uh I'm, I'm i'm 32 yeah okay well you have one more year left to be alive based on what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah no i think i think that i think that is what it is this is just you know the the podcast is just me getting closure oh yeah 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 john the you on your way up your to calvary Dinko, <laughs> 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 um, uh you you are dressed as the uh the carpet from the shining i'm actually surprised that uh your frame isn't like more narrow uh what, what do they call it um <laughs> Oh yeah, we got to do the Kubrick. Uh, I can try to figure that out. Should we pause? <laughs> nah, let's not worry. About it. <laughs> do you, you want to spend effort on this podcast? The, the Kubrick framing? <laughs> no, we're, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I even have. Uh, well, no, it's what, what is he drinking in that? He's drinking bourbon. Mm. I'm pretty sure, but it's it's not whatever I'm drinking now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. It's a specific it is. one, isn't it? Whatever. I, uh, I am Kubrick. Oh, I've decided. Okay. Do we ask you about and, the moon landing, uh, or is that like still you can secret? you can later? I'll lie to you. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I um, I actually I I kind of resent the fact that no one else is ready for Halloween stuff because oh, yeah. I have my very intricate costume, uh, <laughs> and I uh, also already have a Halloween name prepared. So okay, well, please. No, it's just Dorian. Oh, <laughs> my real name is Dorian. That's that's your Halloween I'm named name? after a spooky book. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah, we're not funny yet oh, today, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, not doing a great job at that. Um, let's. Uh, I, oh man, it's not going to get funnier when we move into the content. What we have planned today. No. What we have planned today, what I threw a bunch of links at uh, this podcast today is uh, on the infrastructure bill, which isn't funny, 
Yeah. It's kind of funny. Or it, okay, the the first, it's going to be like, haha, sad, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first. That's the only funny we know here, I think. The first clip I have is this poor gentleman who, you know, he means well and, and I've got nothing against him. <laughs> He's a union leader guy, and he's he's talking up the uh, the infrastructure bill, and this is from the 25th, and he mentions a bunch of things that, as of the 28th, are no longer in the bill or have been like altered substantially to the point where they're just like not even effective <laughs> anymore. Um, That's pretty fun. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, That's it's, a, it's yeah. funny. That's and like, funny... Uh, man, that guy must uh, really feel. Uh, I don't know, betrayed kind of, I guess is what, because we're, we're talking about the democratic party here mostly. Yeah. Uh, all these negotiations are happening within the party that has the power right now. Right. Um, Republicans were like invited in initially, which was like a dumb move because, uh, Biden just kind of let them like strip a couple of things out and he was like, all right, that's the deal, Jack. And we're, we're going to move on. And uh, now everything is happening in-house with the Democrats, and the Democrats can't get their own shit together, really, because you've got, uh, you know, Manchin and Cinema are like the people that are being pushed out in the front, but uh, there's also Gottheimer and, um, uh, you know, people like Schumer that, you know, he's he's like the, the leader of the Senate, uh, Democratic uh, Senate, and he's just like MIA. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I was listening to uh, the Majority Report earlier, and uh, Sam said, like, if you told me that Schumer has been vacationing in Florida for the last three weeks, I would believe you because I haven't seen this guy. And I agree, yeah. with, I agree with that point. Um, you also have, uh, you know, other Democratic leaders like, uh, you know, it's it's out of the House now, but Pelosi hasn't like made really any public statements. Uh, she's actually like fluffing the bill up and, and calling Biden like a... a better than than uh roosevelt and lbj combined and it's like, yeah it's fuck? like obvious bullshit um so let's uh let's go ahead and uh, start with this first clip um well we'll let the the gentleman introduce himself i've got some some timestamps that i'll stop you at the uh the first one is three minutes and 30 seconds so if you just want to stop at uh, three minutes and 30 seconds all right and if you know we need to and stop before then then of course but all right it's an honor and a privilege to be here today my name is joseph j williams i am a fourth generation railroader and proud union member of the transportation division of the sheet metal air rail and transportation workers local number 800. I serve on the New Jersey State Legislative Board as the vice chairperson representing our brothers and sisters in the transportation industry. I was born here and live here in New Jersey with my wife of 25 years, Krista, who is a certified school nurse, and our three children, Matthew, 22, Amanda, age 20, and Jason, age 14. I started my railroad career over 25 years ago in 1996, right here at the MMC, under a locomotive here in the diesel shop. In 1998, the opportunity came up for me to leave the tools, as we railroaders say, and become a locomotive engineer. 
I entered the locomotive engineer training program and was promoted to the rank of locomotive engineer in June of 1999 and still work as a locomotive engineer every day. If I could steal a little bit of your thunder, Mr. President, I would like to thank our governor, Bill Murphy, and New Jersey Transit Rail Operations Executive Director, Kevin Corbett, for helping to ensure that New Jersey Transit becomes the number one transportation agency in the country. This is thrilling. I would also be remiss if I... <laughs> What's that? What now? This is thrilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to get to some yeah. better stuff. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> did, did they take this guy hostage? I, I think so. He looks afraid, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. This, is, this is funny in the way that, like, a Tarkovsky film is funny. <laughs> it's, it's just like a 32-minute just silent shot that, of uh, like a child crawling into bed. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's it, it'll we'll we'll move into some some rapid action in like a minute or so don't don't worry my wife and my Look, he, my daughter know, who is 37 years old my son 14 my other daughter 32 <laughs> my uncle 67 her aunt 94 <laughs> my grandfather's aunt 77 <laughs> this is a this is a uh. salt of the earth character okay no and that that it, rules it's, i guess it's more it's more well, fun if you watch the uh the sign language interpreter just going wild yeah on the side. <laughs> yeah 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 no i've uh i it's like she's trying to like liven it up or like maybe she's like telling everybody like it's okay this man has not been kidnapped <laughs> yeah she's just he's, she's just lying he's happy to be here <laughs> if you uh, if you listen closely there's like morse code that he's tapping on the dev. yeah <laughs> she's just like uh, she's just uh signing out waiting for Godot the whole time <laughs> jesus <laughs> continue john I didn't thank my congressman, Tom Malinowski, for his role in the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Now she's talking shit. I think she did. Yeah. She's... I personally believe the current infrastructure bill is important to New Jersey transit rail operations, the residents of New Jersey, and our neighboring states. The funding would rebuild and modernize our aging transportation network. The rehabilitation of our system will help to preserve and create new railroad jobs. Thank you, President Biden. And just so we know, we're not listening to this for 24 minutes long because Joe gets up here and says, This man, bill will also help make oh, go ahead. accessibility upgrades to our stations, providing better public transit access to our residents who are mobility impaired and require special assistance and will also help to continue New Jersey's goal of creating more transit villages. The expanding of the great, the, sorry, the expanding of the gateway project is something that the entire region is in desperate need of. I'm sorry. Our bridge and tunnel system into and out of New York is antiquated <laughs> saw the, and unbuilt. of the sniper rifle. General Rocket depends on this system to get to and from work deserves better. Other projects that will be funded by President Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan are service from Scranton to New York on the old Lackawanna cutoff, as well as the desperately needed Hunter flyover track. Now we're going to get into some seconds. <clears throat> Offering pre-K 
in the reconciliation bill is now more important than ever, as hardworking parents need to get to work earlier than most in order to help keep our economy moving forward. All right, go ahead and pause right there. The, the child tax credit also offers. All right, so go to the uh, the next link in line. Um, so on top of uh, pre-K was was also uh, posited or put forward that they would fund K through twelve. Um, I think at at the time that he's saying this is is after K through twelve was trimmed. So this is something that's already been trimmed for the bill by by the time that this guy's talking. Um, Pre-K is still in, thankfully. However, I I think parents need to like send their kids to school for the rest of uh, childhood too. Um, I guess. Yeah. Once you learn how to nap, like you're fine though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nap time's the most important school lesson. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and uh, roll it for another uh, until 3.55 is uh, when, when I have another. Um... Offers parents the opportunity to help get ahead slightly in these times of economic need. Mr. President, the residents of New Jersey can really use the salt deduction to be reinstated. All right. So uh, go to that second link uh, from there. Um, <clears throat> so I, I have it uh, linked directly to where we needed to be. Okay. Um, Pelosi held out the possibility of passing both bills next week, but some lawmakers are pushing to include measures like federal drug price controls, paid leave, and a repeal of the federal deduction for state and lo local taxes known as SALT, all of which were dropped from Biden's plan. So this is like two oh, days yeah. after this guy is talking the salt deduction that he mentions that would be like really good for, for his, uh, his workers and, and whatnot, uh, is dropped. Um, so, so what's, what's happening here is this poor man. I mean, the first, the first part makes sense where, uh, Joe Biden ended up kidnapping a railroad conductor, Yes, <laughs> which we all saw coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then he forced him to tell him all of his dreams, and then he crushed them two days later with Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, this is uh, this is some kind of sick game they're doing. Yeah, know. this is this yeah. is Saw. We're watching. Uh, you know, this is, uh, this is interesting. Right you're usually like the voice of reason when I start going on insane political theories, and, and here you oh. are <laughs> telling everyone that Joe Biden kidnapped a railway engineer <laughs> and forced him to talk at gunpoint. Um, I mean, I guess last time I was talking about how concrete is a parasitic organism yeah, trying to destroy we, uh, the biosphere. So did, did I think we already we, we broke shark in the podcast, or. Yeah, I think it happened. Oh, okay, well, I'm I'm not wearing a shirt right. Now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very open chested, which is a uh, yeah. bold move. Uh, Good luck for me. You yeah. know. Um, go back to the video. I can make gonna... my titties dance. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Let's go back to the video and uh, roll it until uh, four thirty, uh, where he's going to talk about the last thing. Kind of Lastly, Mr. President, we feel that the Paid Family Medical Leave Act is vital to help working families secure a place in the workforce in their time of need. To care for a sick child, spouse, or family member without having to worry about losing pay or if their job will still be there because of having to render bona fide assistance to a family member or if the unfortunate circumstance arrives that they themselves need medical assistance. 
it is now my time my time go ahead and pause it to introduce here. to you the transportation and we're uh, we're not going to go back to that so uh three links down um national paid fans is a headline from the guardian um there's more substance in the in the actual uh, article but we really just kind of need the headline here uh, national paid family and medical leave reportedly cut from u.s reconciliation reconciliation package um it hasn't like officially come out that it's cut but everybody inside the process is saying yeah it's gone um and i think actually this was yesterday that this article was uh was out and i think like it's actually been confirmed now that it's gone um so uh yeah like uh, what three of the four things he mentioned are are either significantly reduced or uh cut um i feel i feel bad for that guy because uh, i think he probably you know wanted to make all these kind of things happen probably felt like he was helping yeah. by, by getting up there like like then, as uh, much as we've made fun of him for being boring because these things are always boring yeah. um he's the good guy here obviously yeah yeah no no and that's that's, <laughs> like, that's why i feel bad for yeah. him because because he's yeah, really just sure. kind of been pushed out in front of the cameras to say a bunch of things about a bill that you know would benefit him and his workers in a good way and it should be something that happens and now all those things are fucking gone so it's like you know, watching a train wreck yeah hey because <laughs> he's a <laughs> yeah. he's a train man uh let's go to the uh the next um next link oh okay yeah here here's where it was actually confirmed um that paid family yeah. leave is gone uh two days after he uh he gave a speech uh let's go to the the, the link after and uh we'll uh so what the white house framework cut out uh paid family leave medicare negotiation of drug prices scroll down please uh, expanded medicare coverage of dental and vision for some reason we still don't believe that teeth and eyes are part of the human body that needs to be like taken care of i guess i mean can you prove that they are fair enough could you imagine if we did this podcast without teeth or eyes <laughs> where, we, where we're going you don't need teeth to see i've never seen concrete i don't know what concrete is really except it feels rough <laughs> it tastes terrible you can't gum you the concrete your way through into, the... into food yeah, yeah. Um, you're just gumming it. well that's the way you find your way through the wasteland because the smoke is so thick anyway running you're just your, gumming running your gums across the fucking concrete because <laughs> they're the only part of your body that still feels anything yeah everything else is just sandblasted away Jesus Christ. that's and that's how they make sandworms we're just gonna become go. little sandworms <laughs> um Ugh. also cut free community college um uh, increases to the uh, top corporate tax rate um good thing no one ever learns any vocational skills in community college uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah which, yeah which is one of the points i was gonna make is uh you know <laughs> not not a huge fan of stem lords or anything like that but uh you know or low level uh engineering degrees are important uh for just running yeah. like day-to-day -day operations of of an infrastructure uh like 
rejuvenation project i guess just taking a class on how to fucking like make a bench is probably good for the world right exactly (laughs) yeah just just learning some basic skills and and having like a little bit of higher education to kind of you know pad whatever skills you picked up as a younger individual whatever yeah but uh, just imagine like all of the uh all the money that the government would have to spend or, or, or how much they would lose yeah. by not getting that, uh, that loan money that people could, uh, <laughs> right. But that, that's, that's two extra years, man. That's, that's true. Yeah. How, how could they ever recoup that? Um, and you know, to, and to, to be fair, this only really hurts again, like middle-class yep. because you know, the, any, anyone that is sufficiently without, um, you know, is able to get something like the FAFSA for, for sure. at least a, a good amount of time at first. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, it's an attack on the poor because everything in this country is an attack on the poor. But these are also the people that are like, oh, man, we got to help out the middle class. The middle class is the only thing we want to help. Uh, we want to help people get to the middle class. It's like, no, that, that's always the person that's getting punished uh, oh. with this kind of stuff. And what, what it also does is, yeah, it's not an attack on the poor uh, necessarily not specifically right but as an attack to make more poor exactly yeah 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 <laughs> uh, <when laughs> because we you, want poor people yeah. right it's uh, yeah when when you remove the ability for a uh you know middle class family to send their their children to a uh, community college uh, then they uh they become poor in the next generation is typically how it works and obviously college is not the end all be all because even now college degrees aren't really getting jobs that mean anything in the long run but it is one of the few like kind of launching pads it has a higher rate of success than not having a a degree right exactly like the the reason that getting a college degree won't necessarily help you is because so many people have them but what what that ultimately means is that you also need one even if it doesn't help you for sure yeah exactly (laughs) right (laughs) it it becomes a new baseline and if you're not a part of the new baseline then you're kind of fucked yeah um go to again plenty of things you can do with that one but uh, like absolutely go to the uh the next link there um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is I've I've been hearing this rhetoric lately oh, yeah. where, you know, I, I think it's perfectly normal for people to kind of be blackpilled about politics and uh, a sentiment that's kind of, you know, come out is like a Republicans are evil and Democrats are kind of just a controlled opposition. And what I'm hearing from a lot of pundits and, you know, like I said, I was watching the majority report earlier and I've heard this on the majority report a couple of times is, you know, oh, yeah, you're just going to call them controlled opposition. Like, that's really ignorant. Like, you're not you're not being a serious person when you say that. Um, Or, you know, like, why do they keep getting elected if they don't plan to do anything in those positions? and the argument that I would like to make is that a lot of these people are getting elected because it's uh, really lucrative for them. It's yep. not necessarily that they're like controlled opposition in such a way that, you know, there's a, a cabal of, uh, I don't know, evil lizard people meeting in the dark of night to like plot the downfall of everyone in America. But uh, the the financialization of, you know, Congress essentially in that 
a congressional seat can be an incredibly lucrative opportunity for an individual means that in some ways they kind of become controlled opposition just because they're like, hey, what's good for business is good for me. I don't care if it's bad for, you know, the working person. Um, right. And like, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I'm, I'm sure most people have, have, this is already clear enough to them, at least most, most listener who, who listens to this, but, uh, you know, just like imagine playing blackjack and you are allowed to make rules about how many aces there are on the deck. Exactly. Like, <laughs> It's um, you shouldn't be allowed to play blackjack if you have that power. Probably you shouldn't be involved in the stock market. You should be fucking banned from it. <laughs> you work in Congress. Like 100%. you should be able to invest in index funds. Like that's it. And and so the next uh, the next bit of this podcast is going to be about uh, stocks and Congress, uh, yeah. which is uh, is that the whole headline? I think maybe some of us cut off. Um. Oh. It looks right. Go up, go up a little bit, John. There we go. Uh, retail traders are mirroring investments by Nancy Pelosi's husband, whose stock picks have been strong performers over the last two years. Uh, let's go into the article now. <clears throat> uh, retail traders are watching what Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, is doing on the stock market to help them decide what to do next. His stock picks have been quite successful. Christopher. Christopher Josephs, co-founder of social investing app Iris, told Yahoo Finance, saying that every trade inevitably turned out to be such a long-term winner. Isn't that weird that the uh, the husband of the um, uh, Democratic uh, majority, what the fuck is she called in Congress? Um, Speaker, oh, of, the Speaker House. of the there House. There we go. <laughs> Democratic majority House. <laughs> it says House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in the phone. <laughs> I don't know why. Mommy. Ma- uh... Yeah, big mommy of the Democratic Party House <laughs> group. Um, oh, yeah. So. <clears throat> It started with CrowdStrike in 2020, then Tesla, followed by Alphabet, then NVIDIA, he told the outlet, noting that each of Paul's disclosed positions have gained 20% to 30% since the initial investment. Those are fucking insane returns. Over what period of time? Uh, 2020 to now. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> nice. Um, so there's been a Good couple job. of things. So So he invests in Tesla in 2020, right? Uh, what mm-hmm. is what is one of Joe Biden's big pushes? Electric vehicles, right? Um, and and you know that was probably already known, but like there's some insider yeah. information going back and forth about who's going to be preferred in these things. And as I talked about it on a previous episode, it was uh, it was the Hell World episode. It was just John and I. Uh, a lot of what ends up happening with these vehicle charging stations is they they become proprietary to a certain vendor, and Tesla right. is the obvious vendor for all of the uh, the vehicle charging stations that are going to need to be installed. and And I've seen it uh, early on in my government uh, career that I just quit. Um, but we're seeing a lot of uh, subsidies for cities and uh, municipalities that are installing. Uh, vehicle chargers and they're all tesla vehicle chargers right then you know like it, to to some degree you're able to just kind of 
read the room as it were and and just be like oh yeah i mean you know we're trying to compete with china with electric vehicles there's probably going to be a democrat in office next um should probably invest in like the big electric vehicle company that's already like fucking booming um but but one of the one of the things about that is that it's just another good example of uh uh the fact that rich people are able to simply simply by by thinking through like basic logical steps pretty much just turn money into more money of course um and you know where it's like oh electric electric vehicles probably not shocking that those are gonna do better nvidia probably not shocking that they're gonna do better either especially with shit like bitcoin uh like all these different coins proliferating like all 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 these different things like you you can kind of guess and of course i'm sure there's insider trading going on and it's legal for them as well right uh but it's it's good to keep in mind that uh you know the all you need to do is is be fucking extremely flush with cash in order to just buy a whole bunch of extremely expensive stock. Um, like, sure. imagine if you could just buy a bit, uh, buy like a Bitcoin right now. Yeah, that would, that's like what forty six thousand dollars right now or something. Some like <laughs> yeah, and it's probably going to grow. Like it might not, but it probably will. Yeah. So I mean, you know. If you have that kind of, of money things. to play around with, you can wait out like the ups and downs until it finally does yeah. grow. Um, I guess I could buy one three thousandth of a Bitcoin right now. Wow. And do Go it. ahead and wealth flex. Sorry, probably not even that. I got to do the math. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, you're not making bad points on like, yeah, he's just wealthy. And so he's able to just kind of like go, hey, I think this uh, this will probably like eventually turn into something. <laughs> But still, definitely insider trading. But still, definitely Absolutely insider, trading insider trading because his <laughs> yeah. his returns are so much larger than everyone else's. Yes, yeah, yeah and he's not ridiculous. making like, hey, I think electric vehicles are gonna make like a thing happen. Um, you know, Tesla isn't the only uh, manufacturer of electric vehicles or anything. So he's making yeah pretty calculated buys. Water, right? Nvidia oh. isn't the only graphics card maker. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Like, yeah. The NVIDIA one is kind of suspect to me, aside from mm-hmm. like just Bitcoin being like a thing or crypto in general, uh, because for a while it was incredibly hard to get your hands on video cards. I know because I started building right. my computer right as they were becoming very scarce. And the reason is that uh, transistors or semiconductors, which transistors are a part of, um, semiconductors were uh in low supply and so they couldn't like make enough video cards to like keep up with demand and then one of right. biden's first things was like hey we're gonna boost semiconductor production uh domestically to make up for this this lack of import uh so buying nvidia stock before you know like obviously nvidia's stock starts skyrocketing because they get this huge boost and like their ability to manufacture um yeah that is suspect and that's where like some of the insider trading stuff starts coming to 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 play um, right which is to to metaphorize it into the blackjack thing that's pretty much exactly like you know you you see an ace get placed down on the table and you just replace it right yeah you know it's the exact same thing uh in a metaphorical state uh-huh. so let's go to the next link uh, and this is actually or your, your wife replaces it sorry <laughs> yeah your wife <laughs> you don't do it it's it's not yeah. Yeah. so it's not it's not insider trading because no you know your wife and you don't talk ever so 
Yeah, yeah you guys different have different bedrooms. beds, yeah, like different all these beds. people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back as far as uh, 2011, this was a this was a headline. Um, members of Congress get abnormally high returns from their stocks. Uh, members of the House of Representatives consider considerably outperform the stock market in their personal investments, according to a new academic study. Four university researchers examined 16,000 uh, common stock transactions made by approximately 300 House representatives from 1985 to 2001 and found what they call Ugh. significant positive abnormal returns with portfolios based on congressional trades beating the market by about 6% annually. Um What's their secret? The report speculates, but does not conclude. It could have something to do with the ability of Congress to have, or sorry, the have to do with the abilities, the the ability members of Congress have to trade on non-public information or to vote their own pocketbooks or both. Sorry, that was a confusing sentence. I don't know why. We got through it. We did together. Um, together. John, could you just zoom in just a little bit? I think the problem is the the text is small, and I'm borderline illiterate, so this is uh, causing me trouble. Uh, so the next paragraph is uh, down a little bit. A study of senators by the same team of researchers five years ago found members of the higher chamber even better at beating the market, outperforming it by about ten percent an amount the act academic said was both economically large and statistically significant. Um, the difference between members of House and members of the Senate is members of the Senate uh, wield more power uh, because there's only two per state versus, you know, um, members of the House who are apportioned by uh, the size of the state, et cetera, et cetera. It's a bigger body. Their, their vote means less effectively. It's whatever. Right. Um, could we go to the next link, please? So uh, this is a more recent article. Um, Outside Ethics Group says seven House lawmakers didn't disclose stock trades. Um, this is especially relevant during the pandemic. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, sneaky trading going on. Um, if you go ahead and scroll down a little bit. An outside ethics group filed ethics complaints Wednesday against seven U.S. House lawmakers, four Democrats, and three Republicans over failing to report stock trades. One of the members of Congress, Democratic Representative Tom Suozzi of New York, failed to uh, file required reports on approximately 300 transactions, according to the complaint from the uh, Campaign Legal Center. Five of the seven lawmakers sit on the powerful House Financial Services Committee. <laughs> Um, it's the latest example of a bipartisan trend that has emerged almost 10 years after Congress overwhelmingly passed a law, oh shit, uh, to yeah, provide sorry. transparency and show lawmakers aren't profiting from their jobs. Members of Congress are ignoring the disclosure law. Uh, let's go to the, the next link. And this is, uh. Right as the uh, the coronavirus was started, yeah, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh ad that I really thought was cool. Um, you know, you you play the uh, the dark magician uh, with the uh, the blue eyes, white dragon, and uh, they they combo off each other. I I don't know what either. You of those get you get banished, <laughs> and you get banished the, to the, the shadow the, realm. You know. Th thank you. I almost said <laughs> shadow zone. I don't know. Maybe I'm right. 
I have no idea. I made that up I on think, the spot. Yeah. So it's shadow something, right? <laughs> I yeah, I, I I have absolutely no idea. I've seen the blue eyes white privilege meme, which yeah. a friend of ours made. <laughs> yeah, a friend of ours, uh, Weed Lord for twenty sixty nine made. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He made he made the best made the best meme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit. I saw I don't know why this came across my feed, but I clicked on it because the, the like title was so preposterous. And it was like Yu-Gi-Oh plays the dark magician girl. And it was I have no idea what those words mean. Yeah. 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 And and so Yu-Gi-Oh from... plays Dark Magician Girl? And it was uh, it was from the cartoon. And um so like it, it cuts to this point where Yu-Gi-Oh is battling some like clown show looking guy. <laughs> oh <laughs> plays against this person. Is that no? No, 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 please. Okay. Let me, let me, Sorry. let me enwrap you with this story. <laughs> please. Yeah. So, you know, there's like some, some corny dialogue back and forth, like, ha Yu-Gi-Oh, I have beaten you. There's no way you can possibly come back from this setback now that I've defeated your dark magician. And then Yu-Gi-Oh is like, Moo. And, and he's got like a weirdly deep voice for the fact that he looks like a twink. <laughs> Um, not, sometimes I'm, not, sometimes, I'm you know. not saying twink is like yeah. a slur or anything like he looks like he's just like an effeminate uh like sometimes an otter's got a booming voice you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah so so Yu-Gi-Oh is like this really lithe like kind of effeminate looking goku hair having kind of person um it's a weird combination honestly it is a weird i mean i've seen it in real life but in cartoons it's kind of bizarre <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so so he's got this booming voice and he's like aha but i have the dark magician girl and so he plays a card that's literally just a girl version of the dark magician but it has like some like special power where i don't know if there's a bunch of dead dark magicians she gets more powerful or something like that it's like shitty magic it's, to gather. sounds like a woman am i right <laughs> Jesus. the more men she kills am i right <laughs> behind every dead dark magician boy is a, <laughs> a stronger hotter dark magician girl yeah that's true i understood these like mechanics because i admittedly play magic the gathering and i was like okay so mm -hmm. it's like a if you have such and such in graveyard it becomes a more powerful thing um but yeah but this was in like the cartoon i'm like jesus christ yeah i was gonna say can this? that cartoon possibly be that thoughtful or is it it is yeah i think the cartoon I, is i imagine it's just making things up I almost and then later they're like we'll, we'll do we'll make a card <laughs> whereas Yu-Gi-Oh is in the corner uh he and then he whips out his <laughs> you know here's a word salad and then yeah and then we have to print the word salad onto a piece of cardboard uh oh man yeah i found it it's a three minute clip and i i think but we I can we can we can do it right all right uh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to get a uh, shot in our sleep by uh, the uh, uh, copyright people, are they? No, no, it's just a clip. It should be fine. It's already on YouTube. But... <laughs> oh my god, I was oh, not prepared for that. In, uh... Well, there's got to be. Oh, that's so. I love, I love cognates because the it makes it so that this clip just starts off with someone yelling black magician in a really racist sounding <laughs> even though he's just speaking japanese um it's got to be like a an english uh 
Duh, can you, can right? you just play the beginning again? Just the Black Magician. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I almost did it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, well, this is going to be weird because it's in uh, Japanese, but we can uh, we can read the uh, the subtitles, I guess. Um, I can I can read the subtitles to the listener. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. Uh, how about, real quick, did you try looking up? Yeah, the, I, tried, uh, I tried looking up the the English dubs, and I, I couldn't find uh, it. So let's just let's just play the clip we have, and and uh, hopefully move on with our lives. Wait, why are we doing this? <laughs> uh, just because it's uh, it's hilarious, and I want people to know that this is like a real part of of the Yu Gi Oh cartoon. Was this they have this a dark is... magician girl? Yeah. No. Okay. Good point. We're doing this from like a feminist kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what, <laughs> that, that what we're doing. Yeah, this is this is xeno feminism. Okay, uh, start from the beginning. Very important yeah. opening lines. Black magician. Black magician. Attack the player. I win. What? Why the Black Magician Curtain is on Yugi's table? Did you find out the Black the Magic Card Black Magic Curtain is all you need is effective in the whole area? Area. That means I can also use the card. I can summon it to. I can use Black Magic Curtain. How is it possible? There should be no Black Magician in your card piles, right? I only have one Black Magician in my card pile. Why? Who are you going to summon in the world of games? <laughs> I inherit the Master's Almighty Magic. It is impossible. As the Black Magician Master, I don't know anything about it. I'll show you. It's a sexy Black Magician. Yeah. Very feminine. I, you know, that's all I need, apparently. Where are my cat boys at? Black Magician Girl. Black, black Magician Girl. She does not look like a black magician. She has only 2,000 attack. She can't win my black magician. Black magician attack, black magician girl. Black magician, black magic explode wave. They're really bad at naming. Don't be so sure. What? It is impossible. Black magician disintegrates. What? It is impossible. My black magician is gone. Why? My black magician should have 500 more attacks than her. Let me tell you, once black magician sleeps in the grave, black magician girl can increase <laughs> Disciple inherits master's soul and becomes stronger. But Yugi's grave should have only one black magician. Even if she increases 300 attack, therefore has 2,300 attack, the winner shall still be by me! Watch carefully. If you really are Black Magician Master, open your eyes and see the truth. Squint, wide opening, wide opening. Oh my god. She 
standing there. もう一人いる。There is another one. How is it possible? Does he inherit my black magician soul? Black magician girl inherits all black magician soul. You could have just said yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Let's move along. He also inherits your black magician soul that is sacrificed by you. What is that black magician already in play? It's my turn. Wake up, Pandora. Or did he have two black? I don't know. I don't understand any of this. You're explaining everything, and I understand nothing. Black magician explode wave. You betrayed your card's trust. <laughs> you lost, Pandora. Dude, that was just math. Yeah, yeah. That was that was math with little anime ladies. No, no more, please. Yeah, no, no. Uh, let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I pointed out that advertisement. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's a good I, I, reference I, I, point to how we get back. Okay. But but I, I just need to... <sighs> Magic is kind of fun because it's pretty pictures, right? That's all you need, pretty pictures. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh cards look like shit. They do look like oh, yeah. shit. How do they look so bad? And then, Why and do then people... also, this is their cartoon. You know, like Pokemon, the cartoon was like fun for kids because it wasn't like... Because it wasn't saying like... Uh... 300 plus three yeah, plus like two thousand. There's none of that. No, Pokemon there's an extra 300 because yours is mine, also. And so you add the numbers together, and then, but if I have your numbers, then you'll have mine, unless you have the numbers <laughs> a different the, the way. The Yu Gi Oh cartoon is apparently, and this is the only clip I've ever seen from it. Same. Yeah. The Yu-Gi-Oh cartoon is apparently just watching people play the game, but it's animated. Man, being a writer on that show must be yeah. easy. I can't tell it, if it's it, it must, rules. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I was gonna say it must be it must be a suicide mill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's just there's just <laughs> nets full of cards. <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk later about how uh, sweatshops can save the environment. Um so Oh good. Oh yeah. great. Not not a real yeah. position I'm taking, a real position that Jordan Peterson takes. But uh Oh yeah. We, oh Jesus. Shared this with us right after the last episode we did. Yeah. Yeah. So let's yeah. go uh let's go back waiting to the stock stuff. I know it's dry. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. No, this is better than you, you know. There's less math <laughs> yeah. involved with stocks. Uh four four senators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four senators sold stocks right before the uh, coronavirus uh, crashed the stock market is uh, this headline and um, it was uh, Kelly Loeffler who is no longer a senator uh, James Inhofe Diane Feinstein and Richard Burr all the rest of those are still senators as far as I'm aware uh, Diane Feinstein is being is a thousand years old yeah she's being kept alive through like a uh, I don't know how many virgins are being. Yeah, I don't know how many virgins yeah. are being sacrificed every yeah. day to like keep her alive, but it's got to be in the hundreds now. Yeah, um, at least four. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah she 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 smokes four hundred and twenty children <laughs> every day. <laughs> they just roll up all that adrenochrome into a blunt. <laughs> she just. <laughs> To be fair, guys, you, you guys do you guys do remember what we learned a few episodes ago, which is that you know like. 
I don't Tom remember Hanks any of plus the soul. Oh yes, like yes. The, yeah. <laughs> even though he's probably the guy with the most adrenochrome in his body, he was still able to die from lethal injection. Yes. Well, they had so, to, yeah. they had to do a lot yeah. of lethal. Inj- We're going to be talking they about did. executions later too. This is we uh, are. See, we're doing a lot of foreshadowing so, I mean, here. So if if uh, everybody stuck around through the Yu-Gi-Oh segment, <laughs> yeah. it's only going up from here. Uh, Which this is this is risky for me to say this because I figure that most of the people that have that sat through that did it because they enjoyed it so much. Yeah, but if if you if you play Yu-Gi-Oh, just stop listening to this podcast yeah you're welcome and never to, speak yeah. to yeah. us yes please we're Don't. not one of those podcasts yeah. that like tries to placate their their listenership or anything like yeah that. you know we are, we are on... in an antagonistic relationship with every one of you <laughs> yeah i i understand that we come from a weird corner of the internet full of like accelerationists and nazis and like eco-fascists and all sorts of things Which but Yu-Gi-Oh players are are not, <laughs> yeah. not, not acceptable here like i'll talk know, to a we'll... duganite before i talk to a yugi, yugi yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what i'm trying to say well i'll make a red brown alliance but uh yeah. i'll i'll never i'll never uh fuse magic of the gathering and something I gay like you <laughs> What is that? Uh, the fucking Digimon? No, the Blizzard card game one. Is Digimon rules? Okay. I uh, I call those Baby Magic: The Gathering. Um, That's fair. Does Digimon have cards? I I have no idea what Digimon is. I don't think anybody knows. Digimon, what Digimon. was the, like a, a, yeah. a Pokemon clone cartoon. Yeah, but like kind of ruled when I was a kid. What did What did the actual game look like? I don't know. Exactly. All I know is that like <laughs> they they would evolve and instead of evolving into just like less cute versions of themselves, they eventually yeah. evolved into like people made of metal and skulls. Yeah. Yeah. Which was that pretty sounds, fun. That sounds yeah, really no, like fucking full on dragons or like planets or something weird. Yeah, like a like a baby cat turns into like a blonde a blind, like twelve foot tall, like wing it, half naked chick. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. The Damn. Digimon rule. If yeah. anyone wants a dinosaur becomes more and more handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> Is that a real thing or did you just come up with that? Because well, yeah, no, like like the like like the dinosaurs like hand it, it's like hands become like less and less useful as it becomes more robotic. Like <laughs> just it just evolves into a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> It's, he's, he basically is just like a wheelchair with rockets at some point. Because you know, like, like you know, like it's he, just age. <laughs> you evolved into old dinosaur. It's <laughs> like ma- made out of useless prosthetics for some reason. Oh, that rules! Yeah. I mean, God bless. Hopefully, all of us can get to that point eventually. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're more, we're oh, more yeah. robot than dinosaur in our elder <laughs> yeah yeah my, my 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 dream will come true when uh my body becomes 85 percent rocket That's... and uh the u.s government is firing me at a at a, another brown country actually that, that's a that leads me to me to a really good question that's on this subject uh what so so feinstein yeah uh what percentage of her is robot and what percentage is lizard 
I I don't know. I think I really think that Feinstein is a is, is a lich. You know, like uh, she's too she's too mushy to be a, a a robot. Maybe she's a mummy lord. So so I think the you first know? question we like have a to dried answer up Velociraptor. <laughs> the, the, the first question we have to answer is 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 this. Uh, uh sci-fi or is this a fantasy <laughs> uh, well maybe maybe she's she's a lizard lich yeah yeah no. with with uh it's it's more of like a uh uh fuck starfinder i think is the the tabletop where it's like sci-fi like, and fantasy mixed together yeah this could just be like mirrodin or ravnica or something yeah like you know? a shadow run kind of thing yeah Man, oof. Anyways, uh, each sold hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars in stocks within days. Oh, yeah, the real stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Within, <laughs> within <laughs> days of the Senate holding a classified briefing on January 24th with Trump administration officials on the threat of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of times what you'll hear, and we've talked about this before, but a lot of these senators and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, Congress persons will say, oh, well, I've got all my stocks in a blind trust, so I don't right. know what happens with them. Uh, but it is incredibly suspect that uh, days after a uh, secret briefing on um, what coronavirus is going to do to the economy, probably uh, all four of these senators sell a bunch of stocks. They were all on this uh, committee. I forget what which committee. I think it was like the defense committee or something. Right. Like, are, are we supposed to imagine that none of these people speak to their lawyers? Right. And, and it's like, <laughs> like okay, I've, I've got my stocks in a blind trust, but what's what's keeping me from like talking to an aide or something and being like, hey, could you call this number and say sell all of this? And it's like where nobody's ever going to fucking trace that or anything, you know. It's just right. obscured. Okay. Or you as just, long as you don't like you, get caught on camera talking to the <clears throat> stock market um, to sell all your you stocks. Just, you just have you just you're have just a dinner party, and market. over wine, you guys like happen to talk about some kind of policy you're trying to get through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know. Let's go to the next link. Because it, it only gets better. Uh, lawmakers made hundreds of stock transactions during pandemic watchdog fines. Go ahead and scroll down. Uh, Republican and Democratic lawmakers have bought and sold stocks hundreds of times throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, we lost John. Uh, yeah. I'm still here though. Oh, uh, well, you... yeah, no, I'll figure it out. But I'll, I'll remain. He's just, he's just getting a tubing in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to flash the group, but uh, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want it on camera. Yeah, I mean, the stock market does get me rock hard. Mm. I mean, God yeah. bless. You're not the only yeah. one. Yeah, same. Uh, I <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to apologize because I'm still like I'm still holding back laughter about the dinosaur that <laughs> evolves into becoming increasingly more disabled. <laughs> it's like so. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> well, 
well, what, what it does is, yes, it's not as it's not as fast, and and yes, it may uh, it may have a sore back in the morning, but uh, you know, it's it's wise now. It's got that that old dinosaur strength, you know? right? Yeah. Well, like I, so the the maybe maybe I can explain why I think this is so funny. Okay. Well, and, I mean, you're, you're I, obviously I, thinking I, about like dinosaurs with medical care access, is, right? I mean, that's funny. pretty funny on its own. But like, I'm I'm just imagining like you're you're in this protracted Yu-Gi-Oh esque fight, mm-hmm. right? And you have some kind of device like the I don't know, um, like a, a machine that is supposed to make you stronger, or like actually a really good way uh, like image for it would be like you know the teleporter from the fly. I do know that. Yes. Yeah. So so he he gets into it and mixes his DNA with a fly, and then he comes out and he's like superhuman. Yeah but also awful and, and and you know then it gets worse but i'm imagining just like stepping into that machine over and over again in the middle of this fight to try to make yourself stronger but your <laughs> limbs just keep fucking falling off <laughs> you're like no i'll try it again and then you just don't have a like fucking a jaw anymore rapidly accelerating time but you're also not moving during that period so so you get like the the years of atrophy because you're not moving while time is accelerating <laughs> right and then as soon as and, and and of course because you're staying in that same position as soon as time begins moving again you like fall into a new position yeah and so like you're standing up straight and then as soon as you step out of the machine you like crumble to the floor yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah i just I, this 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 disabled dino is yeah. very very good we'll have to make a disabled dinosaur memes by the way we should probably yeah. uh, tell people why we've been uh post posting old memes but we'll do it after the stock i don't stuff. know if we need to well i think we need to yeah don't don't justify anything to them and and uh, we need to because, to because I've, I've created a mythology. Okay. <laughs> um, the mythology of well, we came up with a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a moonlit night, a full moon, and uh, mm. and and Danko stepped in the teleporter again. Yeah. Um, where 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 did you interrupt me? <laughs> uh, stocks Le- legal center. Um, we, we were talking about blind trusts and how they're not a thing. Oh, right. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so Republican and Democratic lawmakers have bought and sold stocks hundreds of times throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Some of them lucrative moves to invest in industries buoyed by the crisis and divest from <laughs> sectors like restaurants and hotels that have tanked according to a new analysis by the Campaign Legal Center. Uh, from February 2nd to April 8th of this year, and I think this was written last, yeah, it's a 2020 article, um, the nonpartisan watchdog group found 12 senators made a combined 127 purchases or sales, while House uh, 37 House representatives made at least 1,358 transactions. If we could go to the next link, which is going to look like shit and boring because it's literally a fucking spreadsheet. Just a uh, control and, and mouse wheel. Or, yeah, you can click that, too. Um, so these are not small money moves. We've got people like Blumenthal trading 300000 to 750000 uh, Tom Carper, um, 14000 to 210000 Let's go ahead and scroll down to... Uh, 
uh, Pelosi, who's going to be on the next page. And I think it's important because she's uh, next page. Oh, next page. Okay. No, 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 no. Just, just keep going oh, down. Oh, it's got more oh, pages sorry, in sorry. the yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, so page. Pelosi, um, uh, she was Speaker of the House. Holy shit! One million six hundred thousand dollars in trades to up as much as uh three million two hundred and fifty thousand dollars sometimes you just make two million a year passively right sometimes you just do that sometimes you just make over two million dollars in one fucking year yeah you take take a knee in a kente cloth and you fucking look at numbers tick and make money out of thin air but i gotta say pelosi is being shamed by uh uh, Phil Rowe from uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, who who uh, two million four hundred eighty seven thousand to ten million six hundred thirty thousand. Wow, that dude, that dude made his fucking nut on this. Uh, <laughs> and you know what's a couple of cracked eggs to the tune of like uh, eight hundred thousand dead, you know, Americans when you can make that much money off of it. Um, yeah, look, we'll, you know, we'll get to a million one day and it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, the next, the next piece I have is about, uh, executions, which isn't fun. Um, when was the last time you actually had like a discussion with someone about execution? Like, capital punishment whether or not it should be legal it's been it's been quite a long time actually yeah i think it's yeah. been a while for me as well because i don't hang out with uh yeah uh, idiots nor- that yeah, much anymore I mean, like, but uh, no, yeah. normally what you you'll hear is like somebody just like in the in the heat of like thinking what about if someone raped you know, your mom right yeah and i'll be like yeah they should just fucking die or whatever but like most people i think that i communicate with aren't like yeah, we should execute people all the time, and that's good. Or they'll say that as like a joke, and like yeah. you can be like, ah, yeah, kill people. Um, so <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> decided to execute a guy. I don't know what this guy did. Honestly, I don't think it matters. Uh, I think capital punishment is a bad idea, regardless. Probably of... like public indecency and loitering if it's in Oklahoma. Yeah, and he's a black guy, so you know. Yeah, he just anything. showed someone his dick because he was paying in a gutter. Right. Yeah. Uh, put don't, don't, uh, don't go away from the headline quite yet. Oh. Um, so I don't know what this guy did exactly. He was on death row, I guess, but uh, you know uh oklahoma is its own special brand of place um you know i don't like to make general generalizations about an area but oklahoma has some of the most conservative horrible dog shit like lawmakers uh that you can possibly have in a state it's one of the most gerrymandered states um it just uh, it's in fact a shithole i i I, yeah yeah, i know several people that live in oklahoma (laughs) and they're constantly miserable because it's a miserable place to be in yeah i i too to give a little bit of a feeling my family has evidently because my uh my dad's side of the family is from oklahoma uh and uh evidently there's some acreage out there that the family has owned for a couple generations and no one has ever <laughs> used or wants 
uh, that we just pay property taxes on without anything being built on it because yeah. no one wants to be in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that makes it hard to sell the land too. Um. Impossible. I couldn't sell it if I wanted to. If anyone wants to buy, I'll give it to you for like fifty bucks. Ooh, <laughs> fifty <laughs> bucks and uh, and a handle of rum. Yeah, that's, and, that's I, how I mean, used to make also, all my deals is uh, I, I would say like a, a really low dollar amount, and then like also you got to buy me rum though. Right. It's um, it, it's funny too because you know, there's the plan for the bento rehab um, commune. So Not no really, all we need. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All we need to start it is land. Yeah. And we have land, but we're not gonna no. Never mind. <laughs> not, not not in Oklahoma. No. It sucks too. I've seen Google Maps of it, like Google Earth. Yeah. It's, oh, that's uh, a sad that's a sad place. Yeah. Not great. It's like somehow it's a swamp and a desert at the same time. I don't know how they did it. No, no, it's it's uh unique. It's marsh, it sucks. I guess is what you would call it really. Yeah. I mean we got marshes around here, but like yeah, that's that's from that's from a fantasy novel. Yeah, like some that's, like, <laughs> like some some kind of hellish marsh that's just made out of like tar and like yeah. Fire Oklahoma's or where is is where orcs come from. <laughs> Ork, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, yeah. <laughs> Um, so to bring this conversation back down, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm, on a, I'm on a fantasy thing today. Yeah. Well, I, I think the Yu-Gi-Oh thing poisoned the rest of the conversation. Yeah, whose fault is that? Mine. Advertising. It's mine. Advertising. Well, it is advertising's fault, but I, I could have resisted, but you know, I wanted to tell people that dark magician girl exists. Like the distinction between, oh, I've got. Yeah. What would magician. I do if I didn't know about yeah. that? And, you know, it's good to know that uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is like, and, and she's more powerful than Dark Magician. Well, yeah, yeah um, but only at the expense of men. Well, yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. Girl boss. Yeah, it's, it's just gaslight. Yeah, gate, gaslight <laughs> gatekeep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Oklahoma decides to execute a guy. Um Oklahoma is coming under sharp criticism after witnesses to the state's first judicial killing for six <clears throat> years described gruesome scenes of the dying prisoner convulsing and vomiting as he was administered the lethal injections. Uh, John, could you zoom in again so I can read better? Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, that, that sounds dreadful, but I mean, Tom got what he got, you know. Mr. Uh, Hanks deserved it. Jesus Christ. Um, could you uh, <laughs> scroll down a bit, too? All right. Uh, John Grant, 60, was pronounced dead at 4.21 p.m. on Thursday at McAllister State Penitentiary after he was injected with a triple cocktail of midazolam, vicaronium bromide, and potassium chloride. Later, the Department of Corrections said the killing had gone in accordance with protocols and without complication. This was probably a lie because the eyewitness accounts from reporters at McAllister's supposedly state-of-the-art death chamber, which Jesus Christ, what a fucking yeah, thing. What a sell. But like, imagine the brochures, you know? Like, yeah. the, 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 there has to be brochures because there's brochures for everything. Yeah. Right. Like, some, some state official walked into an office for a renovation and they had a fucking injection chamber state-of-the-art yeah. fucking modern stainless yeah. steel appliances Here at what, what, what they state did penitentiary <laughs> yeah, what, what, what they did is they they just had a brochure and it just has like 36 different options for death chambers and it says it's for the kids 
Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. that's that's a Wu Tang joke, not yeah. a Holocaust joke. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you <laughs> pointing that out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> eyewitnesses uh, gave a very different account. Dan Snyder, an anchor at the Ho- Oklahoma TV channel Fox Twenty Five said that the events went drastically off course the instant the first drug, the sedative midazolam, was injected into the prisoner. Scroll down, please. Almost immediately after the drug was administered, Grant began convulsing so much that his entire upper back repeatedly lifted off the gurney. As the convulsions continued, Grant then began to vomit multiple times over the course of the next few minutes. Medical staff entered the death chamber. Jesus Christ, what a fucking name for a room. Uh, to wipe away and remove vomit from the still-breathing Grant. It took 15 minutes for Grant to be declared unconscious, not dead, unconscious, by medical staff, after which the Vecaronium bromide, sorry, I'm not, like, uh, well-versed in killing people uh, with with chemicals, I guess, Um, which is not to, like, edgelord say I'm good at killing people other ways. Uh, which paralyzes the body and potassium chloride, which stops the heart, were given. On Twitter, Snyder gave his response to the state's official claim that all had gone according to plan. As a witness to the execution who was in the room, I'll say this, repeated convulsions and extensive vomiting for nearly 15 minutes would not seem to be without complication. Uh, Accounts of the botched execution of Grant, who was being put to death for the murder, uh, in 1998 of a prison cafeteria worker while he was already serving a sentence for armed robberies will come as a deep embarrassment for Oklahoma. No judicial killings have taken place in the state since 2015 after a spate of botched procedures caused widespread alarm and forced the authorities to review their use of lethal injection drugs. Um, so not new to Oklahoma to fuck this up. And their first uh, execution after six years of not doing executions is botched. They lie and say, hey, it went well. Didn't go well. Um, and uh, the whole thing is really just kind of disgusting, honestly. Uh, yeah. Also, <clears throat> I mean, I, I know that. Well, no, they don't. They so there, there, there are a few things about um, these methods of killing people. Yeah. Um, is that number one doctors can't do it uh because that's part of you know their the whole thing is they're not allowed to do yeah. harm well in the states they don't that's that's like a misnomer thing where they don't actually do the hippocratic oath but i'm just being gonna like a never mind that's splitting hairs um but but the yeah that if functionally the same thing where they're not allowed to do any harm um yeah. and and so we we use non-doctor people in order to administer this stuff, which, you know, to start with is dumb. And then, like, imagine imagine shit that you do at your work that takes more than three steps that you do, uh, <laughs> like, once a week and still fuck up. Of course. Now, imagine having to do a three-step thing um, once every six years. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like a thing you've literally never done before. Uh, and it's just like, we need you to kill someone on Tuesday. Uh, someone with uh, no medical degree uh, and also, you know, who has never, probably never done this before. You you probably don't keep a job like that for a long time or you do it for the rest of your life. But that means that you've only well, done it six times. And, and you what's, know? what's interesting is, is what, like, th- there are 
better ways probably yeah and and, and i i don't nitrogen oxide with... gas things like that i mean i don't do any of them don't do any yeah, of them don't do I, any yeah, of but them like, but also just like yeah. heavy doses of opioids yeah i i, I don't yeah. remember yeah. yeah like uh like can't you give somebody enough opioids to where like uh they're uh uh what is it anatomic fucking nervous system relaxes yeah. so much that they just like fade off yeah yeah if you if you so what, what you could do and i'm sure that this would have complications in a lot of instances maybe someone that actually has like medical or pharmaceutical training can like inform us but if you just gave someone like enough fucking like any benzo and mix it in with you know a substantial amount of uh <laughs> right and and mix that in with like an opioid uh that's gonna kill you you're gonna stop breathing uh and you're gonna nap before it happens like you know uh and a lot of these ways of dying can be you know painful and shit but probably better than that <laughs> but no th there's the, there's a great I, I wish i remember what its name was uh but there was a great documentary that came out years ago about like exploring all these different ways to like ethically kill someone and in the end of course the uh the determination is oh you can't ethically kill people. Uh, yeah. But the best one they found was just like nitrogen oxide gas because, um, you know, it all it does is kind of smother you and it makes you feel like a little bit loopy and a little euphoric at the end. But the problem with that is that it uh, it makes someone feel goodish before they die. And the whole point of this is that even this is botched to some people, but most not most people, a lot of people, the people that want people to die from lethal injection really want it to be botched. No, like, exactly. let's face it, they want them yeah. drawn and quartered. Which is, which is what, yeah, which is what I was bringing up as the point is like, yeah. there are clearly more humane ways to do this. Um, and, and we're not medical professionals to know exactly, but I would say <clears throat> injecting like a shit ton of morphine in someone's probably a better way to go than... Uh, something that's supposed to just like knock you out evilly, I think is like the probably also costs a few dollars instead of a couple cents. Yeah, but like um, I don't know. It's <laughs> but just, and you it's, do it once every six it, years. It, yeah. it, it seems it seems like <laughs> and and I get like the uh, the if we're gonna do it, it should be humane, is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. and and yeah. if you're like, if you're going at it at a p position of like. Oh yeah, uh, we're we're doing a because you know we we're not chopping off their heads, right? And there's a reason we're not chopping off their heads because we think that's barbaric or whatever. But we still want to like cause them suffering, so we're using like chemicals that just like evil uh, their way yeah. into like killing <laughs> and, somebody. <laughs> yeah, because well, like, like like what why why do they need a paralytic? You know, like right. other other than like you know like. Like Jesus, like what if they're conscious? Which I, which I'm pretty sure some of them have been for. I'm uh, sure for these things. Yeah. It, you know, the the what's what's really funny is is I'm sure that someone's reasoning for them using a paralytic is so they don't hurt themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's it's, it's <laughs> like right here. It's like, it's oh, like uh, wipe the vomit off of you. Yeah. Um, like, uh, what if he aspirates? <laughs> yeah no it's like oh let's get the let's get the vomit off of his fucking mouth right. so he doesn't choke to death because we have to get the poison in him yeah yeah and and, and to be clear like, <laughs> god forbid he dies of something else right and and the the reason that we don't behead people is is not i mean it, you're right that it's it we we don't do it because it's more barbaric but what what that actually means is that it 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 exposes the the barbarousness of something like a state apparatus uh, apparatus that kills people. Yeah, right. Like it 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 makes it evident that a death is occurring, 
uh, and that it is in fact that death is in fact deathly instead of medicalizing things and hiding them, which is the entire purpose of something like the prison system and, and the state that it, you know, lethal as it currently exists, Foucault has entered the chat. Yeah. Lethal injection is essentially a bureaucratized <clears throat> method of killing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John, I, I like could you this, zoom uh, in on, uh, yeah, go ahead and read that quote if you would like as well. Yeah, no, because uh, like uh, what uh, Dorian was, uh, or Denko was just saying, uh, with each development in the technology of execution, the same promises have been made that each new technology was safe, reliable, effective, and humane. And like, and what the what is safe about executing somebody? Yeah, that's yeah. really funny. Like, yeah, like that, like that's brain smoothing, right? And, and to finish the like, quote. Uh, goes on to say those claims have not generally been fulfilled i don't know who austin i don't know who austin Serrat is but yeah he's right um could how you... many people came safely out of their <laughs> yeah. execution and and you know to, to also prove a point on uh, or like make the point on this was safe is highlighted in a different color like obviously oh, they, yeah obviously they're drawing oh you did oh. That. okay yeah I, I thought it was just like part of the uh could you scroll down to the table of contents there um, so I would like to posit that we need to bring back the firing squad if we're going to do executions, um, because, yeah. you know, we've got uh method, uh, uh, hanging total executions, 2,721 botched executions, 85, the botched execution rate is 3.12% electrocution, 4,374, uh, 84 botched executions that's only 1.92 percent uh so not 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 horrible i guess yeah it's just that it's 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 when it is botched it's particularly horrific yeah for sure yeah like people people light on fire when it's botched uh lethal gas 593 executions 32 botched executions it's a 5.4 percent uh botch rate which isn't great um, lethal injection, 1,054, 75 botch executions, that's 7.12%. So that's actually pretty high compared to the rest of these. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but firing squad, 34 botched executions, zero. Zero percent execution. Let's bring it. Nah, I don't think we should and bring it, that back. <laughs> well, also, you know, it it's so, it is, you know, I, one of the things about that is just that the, the number is so low, so I'm sure the box de- uh, botched executions would have been increasing with a larger well, sample. It also, but, it also determined, the, or like, is determined by what they consider botched at the time, you know? Also true, yeah. yeah. Um, but but the, the thing about Firing Squad is that, like, of course it would probably be more efficient. Uh, it would probably also be cheaper. Um, and, a lot of guns in America. But the, right. Uh, but, but again, it just ends up... Um, it it signifies things yeah. in in a in a way that people are uncomfortable with, um, where suddenly it's like, you know, a, it it's literally just a death squad, yeah. Um, yeah, which is what it is anyway, uh, but we can medicalize it otherwise, right? Yeah, well, and, and also like, they just uh they just like flip an on switch on a machine, right? That's right. like a that's like a lottery machine that's that uh randomly like <laughs> <laughs> uh, starts like, or something yeah like like 
there's a 7% chance that it makes your day really bad. And like <laughs> a, a 93% chance that it makes your day end. Jesus uh, <laughs> safely. But, <laughs> safely. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, it shit. I just, no. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine how quickly they would move over to it. If you could somehow kill people, like literally kill someone with a PowerPoint. <laughs> because I, I've, I've I think that close. that's yeah. I know I know everyone in the military has right yeah. but but that's the I I think that that's actually the ideal form of execution is via paperwork or PowerPoint and if they are to find a way and they will find a way they eventually will, yeah. that that's that's the best way for the state apparatus to hide behind itself and still safely kill people yeah yeah everybody just unexplainedly just uh uh i guess just died of like no. mental fatigue yeah i have a yeah. one actually it's all the, the the whole the whole cast of the west wing just owns you for an hour <laughs> like an aneurysm explodes speaking of <laughs> that's, the west that's, wing yeah that's the apex of american justice <laughs> oh i think i missed this under a democrat link. president all right, we're we're gonna do some palate cleansing stuff because the the state we got uh, whiskey. <laughs> the the state I killing drink all thing oh, is sure. uh, not not like I don't know. It's on my favorite subject, I guess. Um, we're gonna we're gonna look at, and I forgot to post this link, so I'm sorry, John. That's my bad, but uh, I just put it up there. <clears throat> we're we're gonna move on to Mayor Pete. And uh, <clears throat> posit, um, this is a, this is a documentary that uh, that he's basically <laughs> makes made. me so sad. This makes me so fucking sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, turn the volume up. Um, this is but this uh, is sadder than a disabled dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> See, Pete, Pete Buttigieg is the actual final form of uh, of a Digimon. Oh. Right, no, of course, of course. Yeah. He and uh, his husband fused at the yeah, end. You, you stuck you, in the you, same wheelchair together. You end up a uh, rich, sexless gay. <laughs> oh. That's a great. That is a great handle for like Twitter. Rich, rich sexless gay. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. If, I, if only you could use comments, you yeah. know. <laughs> rich, sexless, gay. Well, what what you would have to do instead is like parentheses or something like rich, and then in parentheses sexless gay. <laughs> um, so so this is uh, this is the trailer for the, for the Mayor Pete documentary. Which uh, why would anybody want that? Oh no no, no. you know Here's who wants it. Yeah, I know who wants it. Mayor Pete wants this. <laughs> <laughs> and you can order anything on Amazon. Uh, no, honestly, yeah, kind of exactly. Um, you know, yeah. I would so, like one documentary about my shitty family, please. <laughs> so, so there's been a recent, um, what's the word? A PR move, I guess. Hmm. Uh, because, you know, as we gain more access to recording equipment, which I think is good because it allows things like us to exist. Um, yeah. What we need it, is more podcasts and YouTubers. Right. Yeah. I'm glad that you agree. Um, yeah. Either way, um, what's happening is is so there was the the Dr. Fauci uh, uh, documentary that came out, which obviously is like 
why we got to do a watching of that we we gotta we gotta I, get some I, people together I watched it. it's it's not gonna produce the the content that we want out of it it's really actually just kind of boring oh i'm sure it's like gray yeah it's just like entirely flat right um so so when, when in you ask 1912 who... <laughs> <Fauci> graduated <laughs> Magna cum laude from Harvard University. When you when you Went ask on who wants become the Bill mayor, Clinton. oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> when you ask who wants the Mayor Pete documentary, it's uh, it's Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete wants the Mayor yeah. Pete documentary because he wants to make his role in politics seem more significant to the moment than it actually was. Yeah, dude. Yeah, just imagine imagine trying to explain this to people in. 30 years when we're already dead anyway yeah um like from a guy that was uh mayor of a uh city smaller than the one that i just quit that nobody yeah. even knows exists no one's ever heard of san marcos it's not yeah. real um so smaller you have than to, the city you have to that, that i just out, quit from <laughs> i don't care if you dox me at this point um i'm, <laughs> I'm moving on to the private world so we're fine um but um and and like one of his major things was like a, a racist racist cop thing happened underneath him. Uh, right. He made some bad decisions that got some other people like killed. Kind of. Um, but like, it, 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 imagine the most optimistic thing where it's like you you have to sit down with your grandson and explain who is Pete Buttigieg and why are there movies about him. Yeah, and you have and, to say he, he was the president? mayor of a small town. <laughs> yeah, he was the mayor of a small town. And then he uh, he <laughs> became the transportation secretary secretary before For he was caught shooting reason. dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... That's not. Oh god! So it's it's a known fact that the only way that uh, Pete Buttigieg is uh, uh, dick gets hard is if he's shooting a dog. Yeah, and that uh... guy getting taken down by a bunch of like dachshunds. <laughs> oh yeah. No. That's how he goes out. That's how he goes out. His so, his his husband is going to eventually open up the basement, and then all the dogs that he was starving down there will just pour out and take their vengeance. Yeah, Pete's little boys, he calls them. <laughs> Pete, uh, <baby> boys. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, well, let me, let me let me continue to set this up. Oh yeah, Pete Buttigieg wants this because he wants to make it seem like his presidential bid was more than just like a pr stunt to get him into like some kind of role inside of the cabinet or whatever he's also a cia op we've talked about this before we had right. the pete Buttigieg sacrilegio hanging out in somaliland right there's so many reasons that this guy is just like obviously some kind of like weird state department like uh creation um and and the reason that he wants this documentary is because this this will lend credence to like how impactful he is as a politician which is not at all essentially uh he hasn't like done anything except for be mayor (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just thought of i just thought of a fantastic way for the documentary to open okay because like I in in my in my dream, which will never come true, because I'm finally at that point in my life where I'm admitting to myself that none of yeah. my dreams will be real. Um, but but in my wow. dreams, I I am the director of uh, of 
you know, uh, documentaries by important people, mm. uh, for important people. Um, and, and so what we do as the opening is we see, so it's, it's just like what this, the screen has right now. Right. Yeah. So you, you see this beautiful, uh, beautiful kind of humble, but clearly like well-off home. That's a shitty and the, home. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it is. It is. But this yeah. is in DC where the weather is shitty, no matter what. Um, and well, so let me, and, let me, let me continue real quick. Also the amount of lights on each side of the walkway is different. It is. It is. Go I mean, on. they're not, they're not. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so you, you kind of, it's this tracking shot that goes into the house <clears throat> and you see mayor Pete and he's looking out the back patio and, and somehow time has, has moved more quickly than we thought. And the sun is setting and you see him silhouetted and, and it's the, the, the this beautiful music swells and then stops. Right. And then you can see him turn around and he says, Hi, I'm Mayor Pete. I'm gay, and you've heard of me. That's not too different than uh, than what's going to happen in this trailer. Roll the trailer. Roll the trailer. Roll the trailer. You spent so much of your life hiding who you truly were. Did you not nearly as artistic as your true self for the kid being trailer? A hometown boy who went to Harvard and became a Rhodes Scholar, only to return to the city where he grew up. He's also a newlywed. I made Pete promise that we would have fun. This is the only chance you'll ever get to vote for a Maltese American left-handed Episcopalian gay war veteran mayor millennial. <laughs> it's a leap going from being a mayor to being a presidential candidate. But I realized I had something to offer that was just different. When I talked about coming out, that was for everybody who's tried to figure out how to be who they are. The challenge, of course, is how do you master the game without it changing you? A developing story. One candidate is dealing with a crisis back home. There had been an officer-involved shooting. Get them off the streets! You looked a little too green, like you weren't ready. Are you saying things that project the right kind of warmth? Are you connecting with people? My way of coming at the world, the stronger an emotion is, the more private it is. I've never met someone who thinks so deeply about what he can do for other people. You're going to tell every single gay kid in this country that it gets better. I thought we were talking about dead black people. Oh, no, they, they switched real quick from that. Yeah. And, and, and remember, they're taking identity out for any identity. They're empowering like, gay kids. Yeah. I like how... Uh, <laughs> But when they're on like the the little trailer portion of of uh, the police shooting a unarmed black guy, um, it goes to his team, and his team is like, "Are you saying things that make people feel your warmth?" So it's not that like he's genuinely warm; he's being coached yeah. by a group of people, and he's admitting it in this trailer, like ac accidentally. Pro he probably thinks that this is like emotionally intelligent as uh, as a, a term that I hear thrown around. Right, right. Well, it's 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 the whole. Okay, so so I I have some advice for everyone, and thankfully I haven't experienced this in real life, but I'm also certain that I'm right because I'm always right about everything, obviously. Um, and no one here has ever seen me say the wrong thing. Uh, not during this episode either. But, um, but if, you, if you have access to a focus group, 
right? Yeah. And and they're, oh, yeah. they're going to tell you what to say. Ignore them a hundred percent of the time. Yes. Just always ignore the focus group people because what's going to happen is they're going to ask you something like that. When instead, instead of being Mayor Pete, and and trust me, you know one of these people is probably less of a shithead than the other. But um, uh, if you have an option between having the success of someone like a Mayor Pete uh, and and Trump, um, that's where that kind of success comes from, right? Yeah. Where either you listen to every sniveling little shithead around you that says like, why aren't you being sweeter and more warm? And why didn't you bring your blankie onto stage and tell yeah. them about Malta? And versus <laughs> just like ignoring all those people and then like talking about how big your dick is on stage. Like, you know, one of these people you're going to get stepped on and then your, your greatest accomplishment is going to be being the transportation secretary that made an Amazon documentary about himself. Yeah. Whereas the other one is going to be the president that like made everyone laugh for four years while he ruined the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> for sure. John, I have a just concern. don't listen to these people. Before before we roll the rest of this, John, I have a concern. Do you mm. really just have the default standard Windows background? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Well, let's roll the rest of this. Yeah, that's a little concerning. That is that is some social. <laughs> that's a mere Pete move, buddy. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I am a sociopath. I don't use dark mode for anything, so I mean I'm probably also one of them. You're looking at someone who as a young man wondered if something deep inside of him meant that he would forever be an outsider. And now you were looking at that same young man, happily married, asking for your vote for president of the United States. This is God's Not Dead music. Yes. <laughs> Can you make explosions in the sky but make it worse Just somehow? No. Cow in the audience. We know whose side the cow is on. There's a lot of stake. What? Wait, are, is that an inside joke? Is I, it, I think that's sure some that's kind of American f- colloquialism that means nothing. I'm I'm pretty sure that's like a fake candid moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the uh, that's the really unsettling thing about uh, Buttigieg in like in in an episode that is again seemingly full of upsetting things about Buttigieg. But uh, yeah, is the fact that you you can't actually tell when he's being fake candid because he's always fake candid. There's nothing sure. but fake candid oh, well, because yeah. you, usually you can hear it in someone's voice. But with him, you just get used to it. It's just the, his, this flat affect that continues yeah, through. His, his entire persona is just like this crafted. And again, I mean, we've we've talked about it. He's a CIA plant. Right. Uh, almost definitely. Um, and and like this is something that I see even in like more popular media than us is people saying like, yeah, something weird about Pete Buttigieg and like how yeah. crafted every single thing about him is. <laughs> It's, it's oh. crafted, but it's also like, so so just mind, here's a linguistic argument. Okay. Right. Usually when you're on the stage somewhere and you're trying to make some kind of an argument, um, you try to enunciate things better yes. until you get flabbergasted and that's a whole different fucking thing, right? But, um, but when you're trying to be candid or when you are being candid, your enunciation relaxes quite a lot. And things like uh, the ends of words kind of taper off. Yeah. Right. You you become a little bit less concerned about pronouncing the D at the end of and. Right. Um, and so but but with Buttigieg, he does this 
cre- it's genuinely creepy to me and maybe like maybe i'm on the spectrum or something that this, this no, is no, creepy no, I, I think uh, you're going but, towards something that i think is also creepy about him but continue right like he 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 over enunciates everything while still under enunciating it yeah in some way and may, maybe like he just has some like weird growth in his palate or something but <laughs> he's probably just trained to try to be casual while never being able to do that no, that that's there's exactly something wrong with the way he speaks. No, but because he has yeah. like a certain cadence and a certain like, uh, like swelling sort of like method of talking. That's like, if you can light this room with your lighters, and you can light up a city, and you can light up a town, and you can light up the whole country. You know, like he just has yeah. this like cadence and rhythm of speaking that's like constantly meant to like portray some kind of inspiration but he's also saying nothing most of the time yeah it's, it's, may or may not be on our side yeah right well like so so the the version of it that is somehow not creepy to me uh, because it is only over enunciation is like obama right right yeah that that's like of course like it's it's creepy but it's not viscerally creepy Uh, because he's not like trailing off at the end of his words or anything like that some practice like eloquence with obama yeah everything he said was on purpose which is why he did uh for like half of everything he's saying is that we uh killed some folks yeah (laughs) everything is poppy punchy folks uh... yeah yeah like all all of the sounds he's making are made on purpose (laughs) yeah Whereas, yeah, that's that's the way to explain it. With Buddha Judge, all the sounds he's making are on purpose, and then he tries to pretend they're not. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's go to the the Instagram link. Uh, I see you only pulled one of the the Instagram links that I posted. You do have so, power okay. over your. Yeah, so you do have power over farmland and wild creatures. To watch first, and this is just. Um, is that the know, Ferrari logo. What's that? Is that the Ferrari logo? No, that's the Dark Horse logo. Oh, because no. Brett Weinstein is the Dark Horse. Oh podcast. no! Don't do that. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. Um, so this is uh, Jordan Peterson and Brett Weinstein. <laughs> Weinstein, oh. which which it is. No one knows. Uh, but this is them literally just like word salading, uh, something. I don't know. I, like like we can we can make some some probably like um guesses guesses as to what they're trying to say at the at the end of this but like when you're going through it uh and this is something that that jordan peterson posted on his like instagram so he's proud of this to some degree or whatever his like producer or like social media manager is like proud of this so, uh, little exchange but it starts mm. out with Brett saying, "You do have power over yourself and how you," and uh, then we'll we'll just uh, and 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 the headline of this is "Invest in your competence, ignore unfair systems," which is already like, what the fuck cool. are you talking about? I don't know. I think we should do that, but I'm sure that's not what they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah that's, no. and that's what's going to become very confusing yeah. over the course of this clip. Is yeah. is I have no idea what they're actually trying to fucking say like, because they're both yeah. nodding in agreement with each other, but they're saying contradictory <laughs> things. Of and course, and and like not even contradictory to each other, but contradictory to themselves as well. Yeah. Um, well, what what they're what they're saying in that headline there is simply like 
um, use use critical thinking and don't do bad stuff, uh, I, which, I which you can then simplify even... again into just it. it it's I, I think I think what what it really says in the end is think the right thing, not the wrong thing. Right. Without which again is meaningless. Yeah. Without making any kind yeah. of prescription of what the right and wrong things are. Uh, exactly. So John, if we could roll it, like I said, uh, Brett is starting out saying you do have power over yourself and how you uh, react, I think is what he says next. Self and how you interact with the world. So if you encounter a system that's very unfair, you can complain about the unfairness and you have a very low chance of affecting it at all. Or you can say, well, it may be unfair, but I'm going to play the cards I've been dealt as well as I can. And that's something over which you have a tremendous amount of control. There's almost no return on the investment in complaining about a broken system. Well, it's especially true if you're not already competent and seen to be competent. Maybe you have some ghost of a chance of changing things if you are competent and are seen to be competent. But before then, you can break things, but building them, that's pretty damn hard. And so you can work locally and then you have some chance of success and you can find out what is under your control. And then maybe you can turn yourself into someone who can make cautious systemic adjustments and have them be for the good rather than for harm. Whereas if you take the other approach and you say, well, the system isn't fair and I'm going to change the system, but you don't invest in your own competence, then you're unlikely to fix the system. But even if you do, you still don't arrive in it competent. So you're still going to be outcompeted by people who did invest in personal responsibility. So in some sense, it's just a loser of a position from the point of view of an individual's allocation of their time and effort. Hold on. Hold on. I think I figured it out. Go ahead. I think I figured it out. They, the two of them just got together to speak to me directly to say, (laughs) to say, Danko, stop voting, learn to shoot better. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah okay yeah no no no. so so yeah their their general point seems to be that and and i agree with this to an extent which is that you should become a competent person but rather than just saying like you should become good at doing stuff they say you yeah. have to invest in your unco- your your competence and yeah. then and then they say some contradictory shit which is don't try to change the system. However, if you become competent, you can adjust the system. However, you uh, shouldn't be focused on changing the system. You might change the system, but uh, you'll be uncom- in- incompetent when you do change the system. Well, yeah, like they're, they're you'll so be outbid by they're competent right. people. Go ahead. Right. So they're they're, yeah. they're they're so dumb and wrong that they're right in the sense that what what they're saying is essentially, hey, don't just complain about things. Okay, don't just complain about things. Sure. Yeah. Actually do things. Okay. Yeah. Don't work th- in the system cuz you can't change the system. Right. Okay. Uh so I shouldn't be a middle manager at Chili's. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. Never uh, going to change anything and, there. And so but but which which goes against Jordan Peterson's whole thing, yeah. which is just like you need to learn to to like washing dishes while your boss spits on you uh cuz <laughs> your boss is competent. Uh yeah. but but so so really they're just making a really confused uh argument for either m- mutual aid or boogaloo boys right yeah <laughs> right but um i don't think that's what either of them wanted to do i think they want boogaloo <laughs> i think they want boo they they, they want to be confusing enough that they make boogaloo boys and chili's managers at the same time <laughs> which by the way they're the same people anyway but Ch- chili's managers <laughs> and the boogaloo boys that rule over them 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's the Chili's managers and the Boog boys that take care of them. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Just a bunch of guys in Hawaiian shirts standing around uh, your local Chili's with machine guns <laughs> uh, protecting a man who is virtually identical to them in every way, shape, yeah. form. Uh, and one like kind of overweight housewife lady that they all have decided is their boy, their girlfriend. The, did you say boyfriend? Their boyfriend. Well, because they don't allow Jews. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, John, could you, could you go back to Jordan Peterson's uh, Instagram? Um, uh, I found the the, the uh, link. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Just just click on that, then it'll bring us to whatever this shit is. Um, <laughs> so good so yeah this this guy already like looks like you shouldn't trust him um he looks like that asshole that what, what is his name the uh uh hey just hanging out in my garage yes <laughs> what is that motherfucker's name I, I forget his name but he's like hey here with my here in my garage yeah i got the supercar but look at all these books these books are how i got the supercar um <laughs> At one point, I think I had like 400 pounds of books, like way more books than what were on that shelf. Ty Lopez. Well, Ty no, Lopez, his whole yes. thing, his, his whole dumbass thing was that, oh, Jesus, I, I love it. I, I love it because people were convinced by it. And that is so funny to me. Mm -hmm. But his whole thing was that that wasn't just uh, his bookshelf. That was the new bookshelf he just bought to hold all of his new books right. because he read one book every day yeah he fit he read and finished a book every day and that's why and that's how he got a lamborghini yep. because he spent all of his time reading game of thrones i guess yeah like, <laughs> I, dude that guy blows my mind i fucking hate him so much i love it it's, it's like a, it's a it's a great Peter Chuck guy that Vaynerchuk guy is i i can only hate him ty lopez is so fucking dumb that i love him yeah I just, it, it all hurts. I love him. And I wish I could finish a book every day. Uh, but yeah, this guy looks like him. Right. So uh, he's it probably he's, has the same worldview. Uh, he's starting out the, the top line of this particular clip from Jordan Peterson's Instagram is could sweatshops save the planet? Question mark. And the answer is yes. So long as each of them are reading a book every day. <laughs> he's starting out. Uh, the three main characters in my book are Bernadette, who lives, and uh, we can just go from there. My book are Bernadette, who lives in the Congo and is um, suffering these trade-offs. Um, Suparti, who left the farm for working in factories in Indonesia, and my wife, Helen. Um, they're all women of color. Um, and they all sort of describe these stages of development and why the development, why economic development is good for them as individual human beings and is good in and of itself. And as it turns out, is actually good for the natural environment too. Yeah, this, this, this chapter, Sweatshop Save the Planet, that's subchapter actually. I figured that would make you a lot of friends. So, so how do sweatshops save the planet exactly? How, how do you justify a statement like that? Well, I wrote this because in the in the nineteen in the late nineteen nineties, I was working on an activist campaign to criticize Nike for its factory conditions in Indonesia. And I, as I, twenty years later, I went back to Indonesia to see how things were, just to see what the impacts were. And my views totally changed. Um, factories, and this has been going on for two hundred years, two hundred fifty years. Women move from the farms 
where they are basically servants to their parents, you know, the servant class of their parents. They move to the cities and it's just liberation. Yes, the life and working in the factory is really hard. I mean, it's terrible. And you're just a servant to your boss. So, yeah. Yeah. So he he says, uh, yeah, they move to the city and it's just liberation. And yeah, working in the factories is really hard. I mean, it's terrible. Right. What's the fucking argument here, buddy? (laughs) Let's also let let's also be clear that he just drew out for us like one of the one of the the best examples of capitalistic alienation, like literally ripping apart families. (laughs) Literally ripping apart families. And he's also making a claim that has no factual basis whatsoever, which is that industrialization is good for the natural environment somehow. Yeah, that, that part is especially true? bizarre. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure what he's he would argue is just like, well, you know, a lot of these fucking people in the Congo, and I call them people because I'm being generous, yeah. is uh, <laughs> they're people of color, is what they are, uh, and, and, and so, and so, uh, what they do is they have this totally barbaric way of farming where they slash and burn things, you know, and that must be really bad for the environment. And so what we need to do is get all these people out of their villages, you know, you know, uh, where uh, they treat ladies really bad, where we can get them into factories where we treat everyone really, really bad. Equal, (laughs) equal bad treatment across. And no more, no more of that archaic farming shit, you know? Yeah. Which, which farming isn't necessary to maintaining any of these industrial spaces or anything. So no, thank no, God no for free that. farming as we've learned is only good also. Yeah. <laughs> um, please, please uh, continue. There's, there's so much not time compared to subsistence living on a farm, but not compared to <laughs> living on a farm and Suparti, who's the factory worker who I profile here, you know, she has her own scooter. She has her own home. She's like, uh, in her early, she has her own scooter. Um, she, <laughs> she wants, I mean, amazing, right? She's a Muslim, um, still Muslim, but she's, she's left behind. He says disappointedly yeah. the traditional <laughs> practice of arranged marriage. Yeah, well, that's part of that unconscious worship of those sort of Ewok villages that you described. And the only person who would think that subsistence farming is somehow like a utopian goal is only someone who's so far removed from a farm that all they... Okay, one thing I I should maybe point out for something like subsistence farming Mm -hmm. or like hunter-gathering or shit like that. Right. Okay, so imagine all the things you have to spend money on. Yep. Right. Um, now imagine, um, you're a subsistence farmer, uh, you live in a, uh, a small group of like 60 people. Yep. And in that group, there are people who practice medicine. So, uh, uh, medical care is free. Yeah. Um, security is free. Housing is free. Yeah. <laughs> like all these fucking things are free. And so the fact that uh, you don't go ahead and carry your fucking potatoes and, you know, pineapples out somewhere and sell them and get like a shit ton of money from it that all would go to rent anyway doesn't fucking mean anything. It is entirely meaningless. Exactly. Like- um, and, and the other thing is, is, uh, uh, he spend time with your family. Right. Um, <laughs> There's, there's been multiple like archaeological and historical studies on this kind of stuff. We in modern America work more than a medieval peasant did. Medieval yeah. peasants yeah. 
took more vacation time than we did. And then when you go back to like when hunter gatherer like societies were were like the the primary mode of living, we're talking like a 17 hour work week where they would yeah. just like go out, hunt something down, the regular gathering work would happen. Uh, we're talking like small scale farming sort of stuff, little little agricultural like uh, we dig a trench and we put the plants seeds in and hey, we get food. Um, yeah, 17 hour it, work week for these people. Uh, and the rest and, of the time was spent just like sitting around the fire, just like fucking making making up stories about this fucking sky. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but but like, so but but also consider which is another great thing is that most of these like Paleolithic, especially, but but it enters into modernity as well because these people aren't like yeah. So saying saying that it made the wrong implication, we're like. Contemporary hunter gatherers aren't aren't archaic in in any way, shape, or form. No. They just evolved in a in a kind of different different trajectory. But but you know, societies that have a lot of this stuff in common, which is this interaction with you know the actual seasons and the earth, and relying on that instead of some kind of removed capitalistic influence, they they also get to uh, live in a way that is cyclical. And and the important thing about that. Is that it makes it, and and there's a lot of historical and uh, 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 archaeological and anthropological evidence for this, but where where during half of the year certain people are in charge and certain types of work need to be done, and then the other half of the year everything about society, including who's in charge, down to like the kind of structures that you have, change. And so not only are you not doing the same job every fucking day for the rest of your life until you die. Right miserable and bored but also the person who is constantly putting his fucking boot on your neck also gets replaced every six months and and there's a constant kind of flow and change of responsibilities inside of these immensely more egalitarian and and horizontalized societies absolutely and and so and so this this idea that the only way for people to be happy is to put them into like over clarified and yet bureaucratic systems where like everyone works one awful job for 80 hours a week is yeah. so that they can marry whoever they want so they can have a scooter which which do and, you, do and an really apartment that they pay all their money to <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer is no because if you're uh, married shut what? up you're wrong you married the wrong person yeah um let's uh you would have been happier if you waited six months let's continue because because they start like <laughs> like acknowledging that like some of what they're saying is wrong but like no it's not that good it's not that good like uh yeah we have this idyllic view of like the agrarian community but no yeah it's it's wonderful but it's not that great um and it's it's pretty funny one one last thing about about exactly that which is that um so people talk about how much it sucks to like die in your 40s which is also not how it works but but even if even if it did right imagine that if you farmed and worked 17 hour work weeks you automatically die as soon as you hit 45 you still (laughs) you still have more free time (laughs) your quality of life that that whole period is so much better 
you just have a dope life for 45 years instead of like a kind of shitty one for like five and then it gets worse forever Mm -hmm. uh until you die with a tube up your ass like (laughs) which which is how i want to go out but well i mean yeah just a different choice you know yeah I want I want my butt up and the two, you know. <laughs> uh, what 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 is it? Anyway. Ass up, face down. <laughs> yeah, that, that is how we like to clown. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, please please continue playing this. They have in their head are images from children's books about like fairy tale villages, something like that, because it's just so. Yeah, it's, like, it's like Elizabeth in, I always joke that it's always the utopias are always like Elizabeth in England. You know, it's like a Renaissance fair going yeah, on at the same time. And that's not true at there. all. And, and there, now, you know, there's a kernel of truth in it in that when you go to Africa, <laughs> when you go to really poor parts of sub-Saharan Africa, as I did the day before I um, saw incredible endangered monkeys, um, you know, you're walking through villages that don't have any electricity and there was a church service going on. And they started singing and it was, I was just like, oh, it is as romantic and beautiful. And, you know, when there's not electronic radios blaring and whatever, mm-hmm. now in that same village, infant mortality is really high. Go ahead and pause it. In that it. same village, the opportunity for- uh, infant mortality in that village is probably very high because there's restrictions on like normal medications that they can get. And also, yeah. um, Nobody has a, a, a fantasy about living in Elizabethan times. That's like when, that's when monarchies no, start I, developing I know, and like start putting their boot on their on their people's necks and stuff. Like right, nobody's right. nobody's like, oh, I really want to go back to when the monarchy was like running things. Nobody says that. Yeah, he's like he's confusing like fantasy novels about being dark and cold and eaten by dragons with utopias, which are. Yes. Last I checked, different things. <laughs> yeah, and and also, I don't think this is the spokesperson for like utopias. Maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. This yeah. this fucking dork. I'm just gonna say it. he looks like a dork. Oh yeah, well yeah. yeah, like he's like I said, he looks just like Ty. Yeah, uh, but also is. Jordan Peterson sounds like shit. Yes. Right. Yeah. That was like, going to be one a, of the end notes is Jordan that Peterson guy's is dying. dying. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the benzos have uh, calcified his insides yeah. or something. He, he's I, uh, he's 90% just, benzo at this point. I, I think he'd be better off if he just stayed on the benzos. I think, yeah. and hear me out, this is crazy, but I think being put into medically induced comas is bad for you yeah. maybe, maybe some long-term effects there and like not not only does he sound horrible but like if you look at like the striations in his cheeks oh yeah like it, yeah he looks that rough. motherfucker's we don't need to go back dehydrated. Uh, well, he, he'll he'll pop up again that's true so yeah, uh let's, he is. Uh, let's continue with this clip it's it's five minutes and, and we've only it, gotten through three of it basically <laughs> But 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 while while we listen to it, just imagine gray beef jerky. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. rough. <laughs> gray Canadian beef jerky. <laughs> are very low. Not to mention if you're gay, I mean you can't there's nobody you can't be gay in those villages. You know, you could be killed. So well, know, explain this village people. There's nothing about living in a small agrarian society that necessitates you can't be gay. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, there, there's historical evidence of like Native American tribes being like, oh, you're gay, whatever. We don't care. We'll keep like, you can't this. be in a village and be like some kind of fucking twin spirit or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't be in a village. And, uh, yeah. No. Um, no, nobody, uh, like when you live in really tight knit communities, you don't want to kill off like one of the valuable members of your community usually. Yeah, but what if your main neighbor tries to kiss you? Right. Well, I'm probably gonna <laughs> let it happen, honestly. But yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. when, when you live in tight knit communities, like, like that's like the whole purpose of like the 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 identity politic communities that like form is they they don't have a tight knit community, and so they need to create their own tight knit community. Um, but also just like the basic idea that like you don't want to kill your fucking neighbor usually. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, an, an, another important bit to point out about a lot of these uh, like kind of cyclical societies that are more subsistence uh, related is that uh, oftentimes uh, like the uh, the Inuit. Uh, I, I believe this is one of the examples. But during winter time, there was a period uh, where it was a little bit more focused on the women being in charge. And there was a lot of like mate swapping uh, involved. So I feel like, you know, if you, you want to fuck around and fuck, you know, someone other than who you usually fuck, (laughs) if you want to fuck around and find out, then, you know, a lot of these societies are probably pretty friendly to it. Yeah. Because they didn't really care. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With 17 hour work weeks, they got to find something. Yeah. You got to find some new way to jerk off using a body. You got to find something to do. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. And you're not, you're not going to kill a guy that's going to suck your dick in the bushes. Yeah. Full, full disclosure, when we start uh, our commune, uh, it's going to be a weird sex cult. Um, so, sorry. Uh, I, I actually you know. don't want it to become a weird yeah. sex cult. Well, well, no, it's going to be it's it's going to be weird sex cult, but it's going to be like most sex cults. <laughs> no one is allowed to have sex except for the leaders oh. who have sex with everyone. Yeah, I don't I don't want yeah. that either. And then honestly. we're going to store a bunch of guns in the basement with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> You keep them both in a safe place. You do. You do. Yeah. Guns would, keep the kids safe. Like the kids keep the guns safe. As, as the uh, the official oh, head, right next to the... as no the shirt. official head, <laughs> if you know what I mean, uh, as the official head of the uh, the Benzo Rehab Commune, um, mm-hmm. it's not a sex cult. Yeah. Well, you say that now. I, yeah. I do you say, say that now. Yeah. Let's continue this clip. <laughs> Yeah, but absolutely the stuff that you gain has been completely forgotten and nobody remembers it. I wouldn't have known it had I not been a radical socialist in my teenage years and went to Nicaragua to help the Sandinistas. I worked in Brazil to help the anarchist uh, landless workers movement. And, you know, you would meet young people and you'd start talking to them and they'd be like, hey, how do I get to the city? (laughs) And it would be like, You'd be like, well, we're trying to create a workers' cooperative here, and be like, yeah, man, I just want to get to the university in the city. Can you figure out how I can do that? And that changed me. And I and and working what? alongside folks I, as they're yeah. clearing what does that rainforest. Mean? Some yeah. people wanted to go places. Yeah. So so he's using this very limited, like, oh, I talked to a couple of folks in Nicaragua, and they wanted to go to the city, and it's like, okay, first off, does people wanting to go to the city? mean that going to the city is valid in the first place no uh people want all sorts of things and that doesn't mean that they want the right things 
Secondly, I mean, yeah, all I know is that like, yeah, teenagers are notorious for not wanting to go to cities or go to college. Yeah. They would never yeah. want to do those well, things. Well, teenagers That's very are, abnormal are and weird. Usually incredibly wise people, right? Also true. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So well it's like uh the the ways that you realize a storm is coming, you need to get out of town, are your the scar in your leg starts aching and then the birds all fly away. Um, and <laughs> then the, the teenagers start going to college. Um, those three things happen. Man, that's the second time I've done that. I'm very yeah, proud. No. The spit takes. It, it, was, it was a scar on the leg thing, just just like the, yeah. the like old folky and like you know, the, the bird and my bones is hurting and i think a storm's yeah. coming kind of mentality exactly. like, yeah. well because, that's, that's because how you figured i completely out. agree with that mentality and i think it's yeah. valid but i don't hear it often so it, it took me by surprise yeah no i legitimately say that because I, I i actually do have a, like a bunch of scar tissue in my leg and yeah. it, it does i i believe it does it i, I, I don't know if it's real or not pressure of, but... of what what the local area like weather is because because I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, my fucking back again. Right, right. But those those are the three signs is yeah. the the scar hurts, the birds fly away, and then the teenagers go to right. college. I, and yeah. you know your city is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as much of a spit take as last time, at least. Um, yeah, well, the, the shock is yeah. the important part. Please, uh, please continue this clip. So uh, do you think maybe like, like the the chemical peel that they use to like like revive Jordan Peterson. Oh, I have no idea what the fuck uh, is, is going like, on. It's like it's like wearing off, you know. He he looks like like shitty leather. Yeah, like like the last time I remember seeing him when he was in that weird like I don't know like French mime fucking shirt. Yeah, he was like he was like gooey. Right. Like yeah. so fucking like shiny, like now, something now like he's, these. Now he's sinewy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like uh, eyes are out of focus. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like a chiaroscuro thing going on too, where like his eyes are like sunken into pure shadow and just mm-hmm. like just just like weird Rembrandt levels of shadow going on with his body. For <laughs> sure. kind of, <laughs> that guy's he's dying. He's dying. Yeah. Yeah. We'll miss. Which him. means he'll be dead in like 300 years, but right. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Just, Oh, I mean, yeah, that's fun. Brutal. I picked rocks when I was a kid. I've tried to take stumps out of the ground. You do that for a week or two and just see how far you get. Picking rocks out of a field. Oh, so this is another thing, too. Do these people not realize that in this, like, modern fucking world that there are we still, still people? <laughs> I yeah. literally fucking spent half my week last week picking rocks out of a fucking field. I unironically, I mean, I, I got to use equipment and it was for a friend but I helped a, a friend's mom remove a tree stump yeah. like, like they, two months ago. These, still <laughs> these things all still, the time. Yeah, because there are still done. trees and rocks. And, and that's yeah. actually some people's, some people's entire job is doing that. So yeah. he says, oh yeah, you, you try to do that for a week and see how far you get. Uh, well, what happens is you get rid of the stump and you get rid of the rocks and you move on to the next job. You, you, you just, you just try to, to paint fascia 
and 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 to wash dishes in a restaurant where everybody hates you and the front of house doesn't share the tips. <laughs> <laughs> Why bother brushing your teeth, uh, doctor? You know they're, they're just gonna get dirty again, right? Uh, you're just gonna have to Why? do it over Why and over Why even again. clean my room? Yeah. There's so many rocks in here. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> we're, home, we're almost done. <laughs> home stretch. That's quite the entertaining work. So, yeah, it makes you much more grateful for not just your own life, but also for this incredible process uh, that we call development and uh, which is really just urbanization and industrialization. So, I wanted Apocalypse Never to sort of remind people, introduce yeah, that reality to people, and also to see that it's not at the case where the, the picture people have is that you industrialize and then you destroy nature. No, no, it's subsistence agriculture at the forest frontier, which is driving the destruction oh. of critical habitats. Oh. Oh. Isn't that so cool though? Isn't that so cool when you step? But he, wait, he, he did. He, I didn't hallucinate him saying that subsistence farming is, yep. the, is the forefront of destroying nature. So He's talking have, about the slash I and burn. He's doing it. Uh, I have a link uh, for back from from where we are now. I think it starts. It's food up at the top. Uh, food waste in the U.S. Um, could could you zoom in? Yes. Okay. Uh, scroll down just a little bit. A little bit more. A little bit more. All right. Right there. How much food waste is there in the United States? Each year, 108 billion pounds of food is wasted in the United States. This is industrial farming. Right. That equates to more than $160 billion worth of food thrown away each year. Shockingly, nearly 40% of all food in America is wasted. So he wants to say uh, subsistence farming is where the real waste is. Who would want to subsist? Yeah, who yeah. just want to subsist and like do like normal regular uh farming that like sustains a community when we can throw away a hundred and eight billion pounds of food waste each year. Yeah. I, I, I wanna engorge myself so much that I become sick and disgusted of food and throw 40% of it away. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna be happy in about our level in, of industrialization until Five or six meals a day, each person eats a Ordlin bunting, bunting <laughs> like covering their face from God. Uh, that's, that's what I want to happen. Yeah. Like a good schmear of, of foie gras on top of that. Um, but yeah, so what, one, one of the things that they're, they're starting to get into in this, this Peterson thing yeah. with the like, we need to industrialize everything and mm -hmm. it'll actually save nature. It'll be better um, for real. Insane. Deepesh Chakrabarty has this really great uh, essay called Four Theses on the Climate of History, I think, mm -hmm. where he takes this kind of like admittedly a little bit too Hegelian approach to uh, talking about like climate change and development. Yeah. And he makes a, a really salient and uh, honestly kind of obvious um, uh, point that people don't consider, which is that if we uh, lead we're, we're in a puzzle now where we want the we want a lot of the world to continue developing in a certain sense so that people are able to kind of 
managed and stop being abused by other developed parts of the world. But if we allow and or cause or force uh, this kind of quote unquote development, it will lead to a type of climate catastrophe, which is far beyond what we ourselves have been able to do with the amount of development that we have produced inside of, you know, our part of the world. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I don't, I, what, what do you even do with that? Where it's just, if, if suddenly every place becomes New York, everyone's dead. Yeah, everyone's exactly. dead before that happens. Industrialization uh, re-territorializes uh, uh spaces to become purely industrialized spoiler alert you can't fucking drink or eat oil to live yeah. <laughs> you need to have agricultural spaces and the more we industrialize necess necessarily we are removing agricultural uh, development capability from that area because as we talked about in the concrete and buildings episode, anytime we fucking throw concrete on top of something, we've destroyed that land effectively. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be a concrete sterilized biosphere with no life on it. But like, uh, at least we were able to transition all the rest of our crops to tobacco and corn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, let's go back yeah. to the, uh, the, the Instagram uh, with Jordan Peterson. Back and look at it. It's like... Yeah, let's just, just roll it. Oh, poverty is causing a tremendous amount of environmental damage. So, if we could make people rich and make things better biologically, let's say, more sustainable. And actually the way to do the latter is to do the former. Make people rich as fast as you possibly can. Then they start to care. It's like, Absolutely. And then you would say that to people, it's like resistance. It's like, oh, I see. You don't want people to be rich on a healthy planet. So what's up with you exactly, if that's bugging you? What's going on? Because that's a good goal. And it. How does this guy just like forget what creative distributions are at will while he does so much talking about them. Sorry, no John, idea. what were you saying? Oh, no, I, I don't remember, but it's... It's such a bad yeah. point. No. Oh, yeah, you it, don't want a... people to be rich on a healthy planet? Well, yeah, actually, one thing is actually destroying the other. You can't have a lot of rich people and a healthy planet. You can't have a lot of people with more resources than they, they need and have a healthy planet at the same time. That's like a, a contradiction there. Yeah. Um, you yeah. also can't have everyone, like if, if you're in a capitalist system, and I don't mean like a, a mercantile system or, or, or any kind of system that has, has like trade or markets, obviously, but, but when you have a system where there are people that own means of production and people that don't, you're never going to reach a point where everyone is rich. Exactly. Like it, right. that, that, is a, a, that is an absolute, he's making shit up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's not like, for like uh, an expansion of the minimum wage or anything like no, that to help of course more people not. be rich. <laughs> he wants yeah. he wants to get everyone involved in the same machinery into a point where we have this like hyperinflation thing going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what that's what we want. Yeah. Um yeah. Roll, it's roll the last yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> All the, the smart environmentalists I've talked to, Lomberg is like at the pinnacle of that in many ways. They all come to that conclusion. And Marion Tupi as well. It's like, well, no, no. If you look at what happens, you educate women, 
birth rate plummets. And that'll actually be a problem in 100 years because there won't be enough people <laughs> rather than too many. <laughs> wow. That happens instantly, even in one generation. And so that's the solution to population control, assuming we needed that. And so that's in alignment with Wait, so should we not educate women now? I think that that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oof, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's every, and it, 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 I mean, it is every feminist's goal to get, get women educated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> with every feminist's goal. And then as you get people out of this slash and burn agricultural cycle, well, they start to be more efficient in their use of resources and they're not, they're not living hand to mouth. And so you make people rich and they become environmentalists. It's like, okay, that isn't what we've been told, but that's how it works. The three main characters you, you, you know, are Bernie. Yeah, uh, living paycheck to paycheck is very different from living hand to mouth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. <laughs> uh, so, so that's all I had for us uh, this evening. Um, I don't know if we want to go any uh, deeper into that. Probably not. Um, Share with your friends. Take my medicine. Oh, take man, yours you too. did all the fucking things. <laughs> for, um, if you love this podcast, uh, please donate to the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Uh, Dorian, do you have anything to pitch? Yeah, uh, over the weekend, I am going to be uh, making a lot of the lectures on the Patreon free and public. Um, okay. I'm going to put out a list of which ones those are, uh, but uh, just so people know. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that'll be announced uh, sometime before Monday, uh, and uh, I'll give details on my... Uh, my instagram tank to lose uh but otherwise you can just there are already actually some that are free and public uh, on there so patreon.com slash trincata t-r-u-n-c-a-t-a -A. uh in other other words we're still doing our thing every saturday we had we've been having more people coming in from the benzo rehab uh or yep. i assume they're coming from that uh, and I appreciate that. And again, if you can't afford uh, to pay or if you don't, you just don't want to uh, just uh, hit one of us up and we'll include you. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, we love you.